Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I am LJ. Across from me is Oatman. Michael Lamar Oatman checking in. What's good, everybody? Going to talk at you this week about First Man, starring Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy. It's my girl. Who you might recall from the Netflix series The Crown. Love her. She's wasted in this movie, <laughs> to a large extent. Uh... Directed by Damien Chazelle, who most notably, did he win anything for La La Land? I'm not sure. I think so. Maybe they won best something. I don't remember. Yeah, I think they won something. I don't watch the Oscars anymore, so it's it's hard to care. But in any case, he directed La La Land, uh, notably before this. This film is about Neil Armstrong, essentially. His, his life and career leading up to the first walking on the moon. First man on the moon. That's Neil Armstrong. The trials and tribulations. We'll start off spoiler-free, kind of general reactions, and then we'll Are dive into... Are there spoilers into, in it? That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know that there are many in it. Fair enough. We're going to just talk about the film. Forget spoilers. I hated it. Whoa. I hated the film. Uh, with a raw, unyielding passion. I hated, my God. Hated the film. My, my. What happened? You know, I'm a space junkie. I, I love space movies. I even like space cowboys to a degree. I mean, I like... I, I admit I that was enjoyable. It, it was enjoyable. How you can make space boring is really, is really quite an accomplishment. I mean, how do you make space travel dull? Like, I don't even know how you... Well, to be fair, I think he made a stylistic choice to focus on the mechanics yeah. and the, the more decision. mundane... I agree. Nuts and bolts. Absolutely. Awful decision. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminds me a little bit of? It reminds me of this conversation that I had with myself because I often talk Didn't you myself. tell me to watch this movie? You wanted to see it, didn't you? I did because I felt this was sort of oh, our area. Okay. You know, right. you know, but God, it was awful. So so I was thinking about um, Tombstone comparing that with Wyatt Earp. Right. And the first part of Wyatt Earp is just a horror show, right? You know, I've still not seen that movie. I need to see Wyatt Earp. It's horrible. The first oh. the first half of it is bad. It's Lawrence Kasdan. It, I know. Although he's done some, he did Dreamcatchers. That was, boy. Yeah. That was, that, that was interesting. That's a rough one. And so here's the decision that you have to make if you do a film about Wyatt Earp. Do I tell the legend or do I tell, the, try to tell the story, the story of, of the man? man. Yeah. You know, and, and, and certainly in Tombstone, it's like, screw the man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I I'm want the legend. To, I want the legend. Yeah. This is an old time Western. I want the legend. And really a lot of wider, the first part of it is all about the man, how he became the man he, he was. And it really asks a very important question. Do we really care? about why Wyatt Earp became Wyatt Earp. And after watching that film, I can firmly answer it. No, we don't. Mm. I don't care about him being a buffalo hunter and having a dead wife when he was 22. I care less. So when Ang Lee was assigned to make The Hulk, the Hulk. and I was sitting there for 30 minutes saying, uh, is the brother going to turn green and break something or not? That's all I want to know. Now, Ang Lee <laughs> wanted to know... What makes a Hulk? Yeah, what makes a What inside? We're going to spend a lot of time with his inner oh my God. demons regarding his father. I could have banged my head into a wall. Is he going to turn green and break stuff? That's what I'm here for. Yeah, when you turn green, it was kind of dope, though, for that you know 10-minute 
window. <laughs> exactly. And so that's what this film is. It's sort of this very intelligent, very precise, you know, I just, it was procedural. So, oh my God, it was so dull and boring. And then they have a lot of scenes that in a better movie, they kind of cut out. So you don't have to see, well, he actually worked in this defense agency, which actually was subservient to this urgency. I don't care. I could care less. I want this dude walked in. I don't care about that stuff. And so, yeah, it was very specific. And if it was a documentary, I would have gave him some props. It ain't a documentary. It's space flight, dude. Give us wonder. Give us wonder. Give us the right stuff. The right stuff gave us wonder. It gave us excitement. Let us be little kids again and get in a little capsule. You know, the whole movie, maybe this speaks to to the quality of the film but over and over again i just thought to myself you know, there's that old simpsons episode where he becomes an astronaut uh-huh. he's terrible at it it's a fluke thing and at one point he says to somebody he's like well maybe you're just not maybe, you know what i think you could do this and and homer's like yeah maybe i do have the right what's that stuff <laughs> anyway <laughs> It's such a dumb joke, but it's all I can think about over and over again. It's just like, I wish I was watching that Simpsons episode. <laughs> and, and not only that, it's just such a way, it's a really nice talent. You got Foy in here, and she has a nice scene or two. She does the best she can to lift it, but it's just so dull. Like, do I really want to see him standing out in the backyard, you know, being distant? I don't care if he's distant. That's the thing. It, that's the real problem with this movie, is it's about Neil Armstrong, and the dude... It's not exactly uh, his wallpaper on the screen. <laughs> he's he's human wallpaper. Like you know, and don't get me wrong. The actor does a great job yeah. of portraying his wallpaper. You know what I thought over and over again is is who has the passion for this story to tell this story exactly. Why does Ryan Gosling have the passion for this? Why does Damien Chazelle have the passion for this? Because it's not apparent. Exactly. Who who has the passion to tell? This well, you, who, you have the, to spend a lot of time and money and energy to tell this story, there's and there's no passion fired, on the screen. Yeah, there's something that fired your imagination and said, "I got to tell this story," and I never find it. What what is it that's the burning story that you're telling here? It's I, not apparent. It wasn't apparent to me either. But I will say this: it has two moments I think are great. Okay, I think the opening sequence is kind of a master class in just visual storytelling. I agree with that. Like the the cuz he's got the experimental aircraft and the going up in the upper atmosphere and it's visually spectacular. Here's what Damien Chazelle brought to the this this genre. This topic is sound design. The sound design of this of the vehicles when we're inside those vehicles, the sound design is so precise and maybe maybe you could argue like it's too in your face and maybe that's a problem but Everything sounds so rickety and dangerous. Like everything's clunky and creaking. And, and here's, that's. Here's the weird thing. And I agree with everything you just said is that, and I rarely say this about a film that I hate it. It's extremely well made. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's well made. It's, it's handcrafted. And you're right. It gives you that sense of real exploration of how these guys were basically Basically sticking themselves in tin cans. Yeah. And, and the kind of wordless drama, if I could finish with that scene, is, you know, when he starts bouncing off the atmosphere. Yeah. And he's going to go into space yep. and die. Yep. Out there. And you're and like, and the, the tension is palpable. And you can, and, and this is where Ryan Gosling, you know, that, that Neil Armstrong thing, that wallpaper thing he's doing, it's like, it's all internal. <laughs> like, it's nothing on his face. It's all internal. And he just figures out a way. 
Absolutely. to get out of that. And it's and now his journey back to Earth was extremely truncated and quick, and that was weird. But that whole sequence was incredibly dramatic, and there's a lot of tension, and it was well executed kind of wordless drama. That's a great on scene. On the scene. That scene's great. It's a great scene. And I, I you know, but uh and I agree with all of that. And the problem though was that you had characters that I just didn't care about or wasn't attached to. Yeah. Like, we spent a lot of time with uh Jason uh, Jason Clark's character Ed White. Yeah, I'm like, you know, like the guy who played uh, Ted Kennedy in Chappaquiddick. Yeah, I was like they they talk about one character who dies, and I'm like, who, which character? Was yeah, that? who? And I think I know who it was, but I'm yeah, not sure. I think, but I'm not sure, and I don't know. It's just like it seemed like it wasn't a lot of investment in the character for me to care. And the one character that we really invest in, you go out your way to make sure I don't care about him, I, and it's, it's tough. I, I, I just, like I said, I'm just wondering what about this film burned something in their belly that they wanted to make this. Yeah, picture I was very of. confused about that point. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And, and so let me give two other compliments to this film, if I could. These are both spoilers. So if and, and this is not something that's you know you know historically because one of them straight up speculation. So here's the spoiler alert. Warning. I will admit, as kind of cheesy as it is, the scene where he's on the edge of that crater on the moon and he drops the bracelet. I that you know it got me. It did get me emotionally. I I did. I felt something I there. Felt, I felt something. Too. And it wasn't the same thing I felt. No, it wasn't. Yeah. What'd you I, feel? I, I felt like somebody, it's the only, it's on, it's the only moment in the film. As, as Although I didn't like the film, I respect the film mm-hmm. and I respect the level of filmmaking. I was looking at it. It was the only time in which I felt like somebody was intentionally trying to manipulate a moment for me. <laughs> It just, I, I mean, I, I felt the hand of the filmmaker Absolutely. kind of putting their their arm on their shoulder to twist me a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, I, and, it, and it didn't even feel, it didn't feel subtle even. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is not. I mean, I was like, oh, okay. But I, maybe, maybe part of it was I was so desperate for this film to be something. Fair point. That once they got to that, it seems like, it's, okay, all right, so, we, all right. Something paid off. Well, it was an emotional stake in the ground. If sure. Nothing else. I mean, y- which yeah. the film had not really had until that point. <laughs> no, nope, not really. I mean, even when they have the thing with the daughter passing, you know, you expect. Okay, well, let's. They really don't even mind that very. I mean, he, much. Gosling had the one scene where he's you know by himself and he and he breaks down. Yeah. And that was effective, I guess. Yeah, I mean, guess I. It was something from that actor the only scene with that whole daughter thing that i liked is the scene when he's in there and they're questioning him and it gives us a yeah. little peek into his personality and they ask him directly is that a question yeah and he says is that a question yeah. <laughs> like you know and i was like okay that's Neil that was Armstrong. good yeah. I was like, that's good i like that uh short of that they didn't really it didn't really work as well for me I, all right so we disagree on that one and and for i, I think fair reasons <laughs> your 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 critique is fair. You know, I'm more emotional in my older age. I get more, you know, whatever. But here's what I like. Here's a, the last scene I liked. It's another wordless scene, and it's the last scene of the of the film. It's he's in quarantine, and they didn't part on great terms. And she shows up on the other side of that glass, and they're just looking at each other. We're waiting for them to say something. They don't. He puts it. You know, he cusses his hand, puts it on the glass, and you're gonna hate this one too. I, I can already see it. And she, and she touched it. I liked it. 
Oh. I liked it. I thought it was a nice moment. LJ. What? Oh, but you usually hate that kind of stuff. Uh, you're, uh, yeah, you're right. But oh. I thought it. I I I thought it worked. Oh. I thought it worked. <laughs> you know what it actually reminded me of, and I think we did this. The film. Wrath of Khan. <laughs> no, no. What was the movie we saw where it was like these aliens replacing people, and at the end of the film, she goes in there. And she doesn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she doesn't know if it's... It reminded me of that. The Natalie Portman movie. The that Natalie we, Portman movie. And she, and she doesn't we know. We had problems with. Yeah. She didn't know if it was him or not him. Or are we alien? Or are you in it? It, it reminded me of that. And I was like, oh, that's so smoltzy. I was like, oh. what, what, well, it's not the same thing. I mean, that's just a problem with no, the story. No, you're right. It's not the same thing. I'm just saying that's what it it, it, it it clicked in my mind. And this is the reason that I hate that Annihilation scene. was the film. Annihilation. This is why I hate that film. I mean, I hate that moment. It is the height of dishonest. Because that is not the character you have been crafting for me for two hours. That is not that character. That's not that character even a little bit. He loves his wife. He cares about his wife, but that is not the way that he is going to emote that emotion or connect to his wife. That is not the character you have presented to me for two hours. Well, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I get why they tossed it out. I get why. Oh, that's a great. Idea. I, I get it. But it is intellectually and emotionally dishonest to the character. Absolutely. And I bet it didn't happen in real life. That is the filmmaker, once again, putting his big mitt on my shoulder, <laughs> turning me a certain way to to, to drain a little yeah, emotion but, out of me. But, he, yeah, I don't know. I I think you, with a movie like this, you got to do something. And he didn't do much, but he did do that. And it, it was you, a, but, it was did, a small moment to me. To me, it was a small moment. Yeah, but did you did you buy that character in that moment doing that? The character we we Mr. Wallpaper. Do you buy that moment? The problem with the Neil Armstrong character is that he and and I think this from what I I read a little bit about this is, and it seems true to kind of who the man was is that he was a bit of a, an inconsistent emotional enigma. Yeah, because he does display. All of the things we see in this film, you know, a good dad, joy, uh, somber, aloof, distant. He's all of those things mm-hmm. at various times. And because he's so kind of – and maybe that's what makes it true to life is he's so wildly inconsistent that I bought it. I don't know. It just – yeah, you may be right. I, I just wish that would have been done in a more honest way. It kind of feels like the end of Color Purple where – you can almost feel the filmmaker trying to redeem a character right. as opposed to playing out more of a natural arc. And, and before that, everything, you've, you've killed yourself to be so hyper-realistic, even to the point of boring me to tears. But now at the end, you're going to try to sweep this emotion under the door. I was like, uh. Yeah, and, and that's fair. The film is quite distant from its own material. Definitely. For most of it. Definitely. <laughs> Until the end. So it does feel like a rig, like slap in the face. You're like, whoa. Yeah, I think. Where'd this come from? Yeah, that doesn't fuck. Yeah, I can, I, I, especially with the bracelet thing coming in. Yeah, I'll, I'll grant you that. But I, you know, worked on me. I get it. I'm I mean, sorry. I get it. I, I mean, I, I want to believe in that kind of stuff too. It's just, I felt like the, I felt the director's hand on my shoulder. Yeah, you're right. Ugh. So as much as I like the first wordless scene with the, the technical and the, being inside that 
experimental aircraft and so on. He does it again. That that is an emotion. That's an amazing scene. It's amazing, and then and then he does it again. Something similar with their their first successful Gemini or Gemini, as they call it, mm-hmm. launch and, and docking with one of the uh, little pods up in space. Whatever. We spend the vast majority of that launch just in that cockpit. I mean, we do not go outside of it. It's just sound design, and you see what you only see what they would have seen outside that window. And it's mostly just the job of the camera to shake and the sound design to kind of take you on that journey. And the whole time, I'm just like, you know what? You know, we've seen the other version of this. We've seen the Apollo 13s. We've seen the other, you know, the right stuffs and all that. So this is an interesting, it's a different take. It is, and it's, and I, I and, respect and a good it. One. And yeah, a good one. I respect it intellectually. It's just not. Stirring. It's not. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> it's it's, it's it's like you know academic, and you know it, it's like a medicine movie. It's like this is I want to I want to treat this as realistically as possible from the perspective of those astronauts. And the problem is those astronauts are just dull. And and <laughs> and being inside that spacecraft is the most boring place to be. <laughs> When it comes to space missions, man, you know, it's just... It it really is. It's a choice. It's a bold one. I think it's interesting intellectually. It's interesting. It's just deadly dull. I wanted to be in that pantheon of movies just so we can kind of see different ways that it can be done and this and that. It just is not a pleasure to watch. No. It just wasn't. And and also, so when I wasn't thinking of The Simpsons... And I come in with a bias. Yeah. I come in wanting to love a space movie. Like I I'm coming in there jazz waiting for what I and I was like and I was like, Oh, that's that's unfortunate. And so when I wasn't thinking of The Simpsons, I was thinking about oh, remember Apollo thirteen? Oh, wonderful. You know, I've ragged on Ron Howard, but man, Apollo thirteen. Wonderful. I mean you you look back and and you're like, Well, why are you gonna make a movie I think people were saying this, why make a movie about a mission that didn't succeed? Exactly. And you look at it as as a storyteller, as a dramatic storyteller, you look at that of that mission, you're like, Why wouldn't you? That's the the most obvious choice. What of course you well, would make that, that tell that story. Things get worse. That's he, the, the key in drama. Things must get worse. He, he blatantly lies in it. In which one? Uh, in, in Apollo 13. Oh. Because Lovell is not that interesting. Right. You know, he's not that. He's not well, that. You, you cast Tom Hanks and you. Yeah, and exactly. He's not that personable, but we don't want to see the truth. No. Uh, you want to tell the truth, you got to lie a little bit. I mean, we. <laughs> We, yeah, we want to you want we want to have some fun in there. I mean, and they and they cut out tons and tons of technical details of that mission that happened. They cut a lot of that stuff out for us. But the stuff they gave us, there was a ton of technical stuff they gave yeah. us, but they they made it very approachable and understandable. Yeah. They streamlined it and got rid of the dull stuff. I mean, then, it's like you, I love that scene where they put. All the stuff that's on the on the shuttle. Oh, that's amazing. On the table. Oh, I love that. And they're like, okay, we need this to fit into this. <laughs> I love that. Use it only that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and you're just like, yes, that's all you needed to do. Or there's a scene where the guys are like, you know, can this limb, can it work? And oh, I wasn't built to do that. And, da, da, da. and then after it works, the guy's like, yeah, I knew it was going to work. <laughs> He's all pumped up. I, I, I enjoy that movie. But I like Ron Howard more than you do. So I, I, I thought that movie was great. Yeah, I, I don't dislike Ron Howard, but it, the, he is the anti whoever this guy is. Sure. I, I mean, he's he's a craftsman. Ron Howard's a craftsman. He's he's not much of a it's hard. To, I'm not going to. And, da- and uh, David Williams, damn you to hell. 
I think he is a fine, fine filmmaker. Oh, this is a shout out to. This is a shout out to a good friend of mine named David Williams, who has a beef against Ron Howard. He, I, you know, he's fine. He, he's a, he, he knows how to construct a film. I just a lot of his films tend to be dull. Uh, I think constructed in a dull manner. It, I disagree. With I don't that, know that he's okay. a particularly strong vision. I disagree with that. But in any case, uh, <laughs> if he has the right material, he can construct something incredibly well-fashioned and tell a good story. Apollo 13 is a great example of that. Indeed. In any case, I wish I were watching that movie instead. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Looking back, it's, it's just like trying to heighten the tension of landing on the moon. I think they did an okay job of that. But at the end of the day, I was thinking, like, well, all of this stuff went – I mean, with the admitted failures of – there's there some clear failures of the space program, and we see some of those. But we're following Neil Armstrong, and we know that this works out. You know, it's it's watching something – I don't know. I'm thinking back to like maybe it comes to mind. We need to end the episode, but the the movie Spotlight comes to mind. Yeah, where that's a potentially dull movie. We're talking about journalists mm-hmm. who got a story right. Wonderful film, by the way. and and it's all about just how they did that. Really, I mean, we're just watching people, smart people, do smart things well and succeeding. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow that movie about writers on this planet investigating, looking up stuff in books <laughs> and the like is way more compelling than this was. I need to figure out about more about why that was, but I suspect well, the stakes were higher. Sure. Yeah. The stake, it, there's a lot more human. Yeah. There's a lot of more human stakes there and not just in, for the characters as well. Not just for, yeah. but even you look at uh, who was, who was, uh, who's Batman, Michael Keaton in that. Mm-hmm. And his character is not, Inher- I mean, he's playing like an, a normal kind of boring editor guy, but but there's something to the way Michael Keaton portrayed that character. I mean, first of all, you're casting Keaton, and Keaton's going to be Keaton. Maybe that's the Tom Hanks thing. Maybe that's why Tom Hanks works. I, I guess Ryan Gosling is trying to be too true, <laughs> too true to the the character. Is like, well done, bravo, but I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch it. It's great, great performance. Anyway. All right, I guess that's enough of First Man. I guess I don't hate it as much as you do, but I don't like it. Well, well I will say this. I hate it, but I respect it. Like, if somebody asks me, is this a well-made film? It is. Is it well-acted? Absolutely sure. is. Do you I, need to see it? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, the reason why I watch film is that there has to be some sense of wonder. If I want a straight documentary, that's kind of a different muscle that I'm exercising. And so I don't want necessarily documentary facts. Sometimes I want a little bit of wonder. And I think this film kind of lacked that, which is odd that it's the guy who made La La Land, which was all about wonder. Yeah. Almost almost like I'm wondering, is this filmmaker trying to prove something? Maybe. I mean, Steven Spielberg was an executive producer on this, which I found interesting. I was like, well, maybe that's why this got made and looked so good. I mean, I was, I was watching. I was like, there's a lot of money on the screen here. Oh, and yeah, it's, definitely. It, it looks is, great. It's not... And, and you made the best point, I think, of the entire podcast, which is it gives you definitely that sense that a lot of movies don't have, even movies that I loved, of how incredibly dangerous yeah. it was for these guys to be doing it, how rickety mm-hmm. the metal creaking and all of those parts, uh, that sound design, that that's lacking in a lot of films. And it's definitely here, and it gives you that sense of, how brave these guys were to strap yeah. into a metal can and shoot into the sky. Man, that, that is a level of bravery that you don't see every day. And it captures that. Yeah. And I'll give you credit for that. 
ironically, you know, when we look back at Black Klansman, our review of that, and we get to the ending, the third act of that film, and it seems so weirdly manufactured that it kind of hurt the story in a way, and at least in my view, as I remember. And it was one of those times where I was like, well, maybe, you know, it's a fine line to walk. It's like, you can go too far in trying to movie-fy a true-to-life story, and I won... It's yeah, case but, by case. There's no rule, Yeah, but I guess, in the case but, of that, that wasn't even movie-fying. That was like... Yeah, that wasn't even just Hollywood film. Like, it just didn't even make sense. Like, it was just weird. It was. Like, the scene where he's laughing with the cop. That's just bad movie Well, there, well there, that... Yeah, I'm, I'm more weird. talking about, like, the climax with the, the bomb... Oh, and yeah, chasing yeah, yeah. down the lady, yeah. and the, like if they had done nothing, nothing, every things would have happened exactly as they'd happened anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure any of that happened in the first place. It just yeah. seemed like a movie thing. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the scene you're talking about was just dumb. Yeah, it just <laughs> made no sense. It was just weird. I was like, like it, it was so weird. You actually had to ask at first. First of all, is this some kind of weird dream sequence yeah, or something? It was very it, odd. It was such an odd moment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, I'm talking about that the chase scene, and we got to find the, that's the part. It was like, nah, I get Hollywood movify, but I, yeah. I, this is one of those weird times where it's like maybe the truth would have been better. Would have been better. <laughs> I agree. I agree. With that, check out our website, disagreepodcast.com. We're on the Apple iTunes Store, the Apple Podcast app, or in the Google Play Music Store. Drop us a review on any of those services. We're on the YouTubes. We're getting those episodes up sh- slowly but surely. And tell a friend. Help us grow the show. You'd be doing us a solid. We'd like to get this thing bigger than it is. And the only way that's really going to happen, we don't have money to advertise or anything like that. We think it's a pretty good product. The only way this thing will ever possibly grow is if good people like you will turn a friend onto the show. And we would appreciate that greatly. And with that, we will talk at you next week. Bye. Peace and chicken grease.